Bidzy Small Business Society number 139. You're listening to Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barisoff. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers post projects for free in any of over 100 categories, including all types of home renovation, landscaping, cleaning services, photography, and many, many more. Now, if you're a business, Bidzy.com is a great way to find new customers because you are automatically notified each time a customer posts a project in your subscribed categories. So for example, let's say you own a roofing company and a customer posts a project in our roofing category. You are automatically notified via email or text and you can submit a bid at bidzy.com or use our internal chat system to introduce yourself to the customer and give them reasons why they should use you to complete their project. Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99. That's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at bidzy.com. Email rob at bidzy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at bidzy.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. With me today is Joe Applebaum. Joe is the CEO and co-founder of Ajax Union, a digital marketing agency recognized by Inc. as one of the fastest growing privately held companies in the United States. With over 16 years of online business, tech, and marketing experience, Joe teaches business owners and executives on how they can increase profits by integrating digital marketing strategies with their business. He's been featured on Fox Business, Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, and Inc., and his new book, Average Joe to CEO, outlines his seven stages on the path to leadership. Welcome, Joe. Can you first tell us more about yourself and some of the projects you're working on today? Oh, so thank you very much for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate you featuring me as a guest. So my main, the main thing that I'm busy with is Ajax Union, which is our digital marketing agency based here in Brooklyn, New York. And I am involved as a CEO, which means that I help find new customers, I help find new employees, and I help make sure that our brand has a really great name in the marketplace. And... It took me a while to kind of figure out what what my role should be within the organization because, you know, as a CEO, you can basically do anything and you end up doing a lot of the things that other people don't want to do. Like, for example, sometimes taking out the trash or doing the very difficult things (laughs) um, that are not very popular. But for me, I found that to be the thing that excites me the most through getting various coaches and helping me kind of figure that out. So some of the projects that I'm involved with is heavy networking, so going out and speaking at conferences and uh, giving seminars and so on, going to networking events and moderating other CEOs and other groups where I can help add value back to the entrepreneur community. Uh, I'm involved with my podcast called CEOmojo.com. It's another project that I'm involved with. interviewing 52 CEOs this year. I have a TV show called growtime.tv where I do a weekly video about how you can grow from average Joe to CEO. 
I have a weekly email that I send out to leaders where people can sign up on joeapplebaum.com. And I have, just in general, if you go to my Facebook, you'll see I put a, a, a daily video every single day called Motivation, called Street Talk, where I talk about motivation and I help people get motivated and, and, and inspired. So I'm very active in, in those worlds and also, obviously, within the business, helping us be able to get to the next level and make the vision a reality. The vision for this year is amazing clients, amazing employees, to be an amazing company. And the word amazing is my favorite word, and I love to amaze other people. I recently got up and did some stand-up comedy at the Gotham Comedy <laughs> Club for right. the first time. And uh, let me tell you, it was a scary thing to do. And one of my mantras is to go out and do something that scares me every single day. That's something that I live by. And so I look for the things that I'm afraid of doing, and then I jump at them, especially when it comes to being judged and getting out of your comfort zone in general. Joe, is there anything you can't do, man? I want to talk more about your specific journey, but let's go back just a second. Do you have a favorite stand-up comedian? I do. Louis C.K. is my favorite stand-up comedian. He's so real. He's so simple. Um, but at the same time, he, he really, I really connect with, his, with the way that he analyzes the world and the way, that he, the way that he sees things I think is very funny and resonates with me a lot. I love stand-up comedy and love Louis C.K. stuff too. Now, yeah, it looks like in some of your media that I've come across online, it looks like you're a very hands-on CEO. Can you talk about the importance of being on the floor with your team, Joe? People need to see their leader. They need to see them in action. They need to see them hands-on doing the work and being involved and not just being in an office. I used to have an office, and I remember um, me and my partner, we had our own offices. At some point, we had an office together, then we had our own offices, but we always kind of were separate from the staff. And the place that I started seeing more traction, I saw the culture improving, is when people heard me on sales calls, when people heard me doing these podcasts or interviews, when people saw me interacting with the people that I network with, when people saw me bringing in interviewees and giving people tours, and they see what I'm involved with, they see what I'm doing, they see how motivated I am and how I'm on 24-7, whether it's they're seeing me on, virtually on social media because I share a lot, or they're seeing me here because I have a loud voice. Um, and they, they just, it's inspiring to see someone that puts so much energy into their business. A lot of people are afraid to give their all to something because they're afraid that if they give their all and it's the wrong thing, they're going to be let down. But I learned a long time ago, a long, long time ago, that whatever you need to be doing, you need to be giving it 100% of your time, your effort, because you never know if it's the last thing that you're going to be doing. So you might as well just give it your all. And I don't know how responsive these millennials are going to be to, uh, you know, the so-called fat cat sitting in the office with an accountant's hat on, uh, counting money, smoking cigars, right, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? If that's the culture that you want to have, you want to be a fat cat smoking cigars, then maybe you want your staff to do that as well. You know, you can't preach one thing, do one thing and preach another thing. You have to, especially with millennials, you want to show 100% authenticity with who you are. And that's what people resonate with, especially the upcoming generation. Love it, man. Now, Joe, you've enjoyed some success, but it probably wasn't always that way. So tell us, what was the biggest challenge that you faced in business or otherwise? But what sticks out in your mind is your biggest challenge. And typically our listeners here are looking for the actionable steps that you took to really embrace and overcome that challenge. So I had many challenges uh, in, in, in my journey as an entrepreneur. And I would say 
Um, I'm going to talk about two challenges, one business, one personal. So I'll start first with the business challenge. I remember when I just just was getting married, um, I remember having having being involved with seven different businesses that I had. And I was doing all seven businesses at the same time. And I was completely... I completely didn't want to focus on, on one specific business because I was hoping that I would get lucky. I was hoping that one of the businesses, I, didn't, I, I, I live by the, by the saying is don't put all your eggs in one basket. And I wanted to be very diversified. And a lot of entrepreneurs are doing that because they don't want to get stuck in one thing. And it's good to diversify yourself, but only once you have something to be successful with. For me, I learned that you really have to focus at some point in your life and that's the only way that you're really going to get to the next level. So I've, I've suffered a lot, and I worked very, very hard till 3 o'clock in the morning, giving up on my health. And for many years, growing this business, my, my greatest challenge that I didn't even know that I was aware of was my health. I was At the end of the day, I was so weak, and I would binge eat, and I would smoke, and I would do all these things that would not allow me to show up fully in my business, and it held me back significantly. Um, and so having having a lack of focus, having the the reliance on luck, thinking that you're going to get rich quick to play the lotto mentality that a lot of entrepreneurs have. They're hoping that they're going to just strike it big. Maybe this opportunity will go and maybe that opportunity will go. What they don't realize is that you can create whatever opportunity you want by focusing, by getting the right skills, and by overcoming your self-limiting beliefs. And that's something that I had to overcome over a long period of time, doing a lot of reading, doing a lot of self-help, and so on. That's That, I would say, would be the number one thing, self-limiting beliefs. For sure, Joe, just let me interrupt really quickly. Can you give us a couple of steps that you took to really get your health back in line before you jump into the business challenge? Yeah, so in terms of health, the number one, the number one thing was commitment. The first step is if you're overweight or you're just not healthy, the first step is you have to say, I am going to be committed to getting healthy. And you have to have that commitment. And the only way that you could have a commitment is through accountability. That means weighing in every day. They say weight is not such a great metric. For me, weight was at least a metric. And a lot of people are not measuring, not in their business and not in their personal life. But at least weigh yourself every single day. Buy a scale. It doesn't have to be an expensive scale. And every single day, weigh yourself. Have a commitment. Say, my goal, I have set a goal weight. Make it public, tell the world, and be committed to that. So once you have a goal weight, I was 265 pounds, and I'm about 210, 211, so that's very, very obese. Job, I was man. type 2 obese, yeah. And I weighed myself yesterday morning because I've been weighing myself for the past three and a half years, and I weighed 187 pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah, excellent. And for me, that's, and that's after a day of fasting because yesterday I fasted, but it was just so incredible to be able to see me go down and the amount of joy that I had when I hit 240, when I hit 255, when I hit 220, when I got to the 210, to the 200, to the 190. Do you have any idea how I jumped and I danced when I finally got to 190 after three years of trying? A literal and, and figurative dance, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was out on the street dancing and singing and I was so excited and celebrating. And I didn't celebrate the, the way I used to normally celebrate, which is my second thing, is going out to drink the wrong things. I would drink a bottle of orange juice every day because I thought that 
Orange juice would help me with hydration. And the reality is orange juice dehydrates you, sugar dehydrates you. And the way that you can hydrate yourself is by making a commitment to drinking water. So number one is having accountability and committing to losing weight no matter what it takes. And realize that you're going to have to give up on some of those pleasures that you were programmed as pleasures in your life. And number two is you have to realize the importance that water plays. Water plays a huge, huge, huge role in weight loss. And a lot of people, you ask them, how much water did you drink today? And they don't know because they don't know how much they should be drinking. I tell entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, your fuel, your fuel is water, not potato chips, not popcorn, not pretzels, not Twizzlers, not bars, water. How much water did you drink today? And if you don't drink half your weight in ounces every single day throughout the day, you are going to be dehydrated. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you need 100 ounces. That's 100 ounces. That means if you have 16-ounce bottles, you want to have not just one 16-ounce bottle and say, oh my gosh, I had a whole bottle of water. No, you need to have one every two hours for eight hours straight. At least, you need, that's the minimum that you need to have if you're 200 pounds and you want to lose weight because out of your urine, that's where your fat leaves your body. That's one of the places that your fat leaves your body. And also, if your body doesn't have enough water, it starts storing fat that protects your other organs. So there's a lot of science behind this. But just drink more. Don't drink too much water because that can get you sick. But drink half your weight in ounces. That's number one. Uh, after, after having the commitment because it's going to take a significant amount of commitment to cut out the fattening things like oranges or alcohol or whatever it is. And then the third thing is you have to get moving. Every day you have to go for a walk. So um, for me it was going, starting walking and then eventually running to get your heart rate up. And it's mainly because it helps you be able to breathe better. When you run, you have to breathe more. And a lot of people are not breathing. And the second thing that I would say that you need after, after water, which has oxygen in it, is oxygen itself. And when you're walking and running, you're getting a lot of oxygen. And, and when you exhale, you're actually also exhaling fat as well. So it really helps to be able to cleanse your body, to get your, to get your lymph fluids moving and so on. And then what you eat, what you, you are what you eat. Just like you are what you think, you're a product of your thoughts, you're also a product of what you eat. So if you're eating sugar, you're eating flour, you're eating things that slow you down, you will be slowed down. And you will not have as much energy. You will have energy spikes temporarily. So sugar is bad for you. Flour is bad. White flour is bad for you. Those things you should never have. You should never eat those things. They're just bad for you. And if you're going to eat them and you're addicted to them, well, guess what? You're going to put on some fat. Fat doesn't come from fat. Fat comes from flour. Fat comes from sugar. So if you're getting ready, you're going to get, you have to get rid of those things. You have to get rid of those substances. I got rid of white flour. I got rid of potatoes, rice, pasta, sugar, all those things, um, over time, slowly, because I literally was addicted to those things. Those things are addictive, and, so, and you have to get rid of those things. If you want to be a high-performing entrepreneur, you need to have a high-performing diet. That means you need to have proteins, you need to have fats, and you need to have vegetables, fruits and vegetables, and so on. And then if you want to take it to another level, then cut out um, fruits, cut out milk products, and so on. But you don't have to go all the way there. You might just be able to get to your weight loss if you just focus on having the water. And, and this is so important for entrepreneurs. If you want to grow a business, you cannot grow a business if you're not physically fit. If you're not physically fit, you won't be mentally fit. And if you're not mentally fit, trust me, you're not going to be able to grow a business. And you see a lot of successful people that are overweight, not in the circles that I hang out in. I go to Entrepreneurs Organization. I go to Vistage. I go to the YJP. I go to the Executives Association. The people that are self-made are people that realize that they have to treat their body like a temple and they have to work out heavy, they have to eat heavy, they have to eat the right things, and they really take care of themselves. And I walked in as an overweight entrepreneur and I was not successful because although I was successful as one of the fastest growing companies in America, I had the fastest growing stomach in America too. <laughs> 
I mean, you're doing yourself, you're doing your clients, you're doing your business a disservice if you're not bringing your A game and you're saying, I mean, it's simple stuff. I mean, water, food, you've articulated this stuff extremely well. It's very simple. I think I read somewhere, Joe, that our skin regenerates itself completely, like in a month or something like that. Like we literally are what we eat in the last 30 days, right? Yeah, and, and take it another level. Every 90 days, your blood completely regenerates itself. So, you know, whatever is in your blood, I mean, if you want to get a blood test or you want to clean yourself out from cigarettes or whatever it is, it's going to take 90 days for you to get all the sugar out of your blood. In 90 days, you are a different person. This is quickly turning into a health show, Joe, but these are perfect strategies, techniques that we can translate into our businesses and in our lives to create success. Now, let's get back to your wheelhouse. So in a noisy digital marketing landscape, what methods do you use to effectively connect with and grow your audience? Now, here I want you to help the aspiring entrepreneur understand what it takes to really gain some traction out there. So the first thing I would say is if you're an aspiring entrepreneur and you're out there looking to grow your business, if you're going to just say, I need SEO or I need social media, that's not going to help you be able to get to where you need to go. How do I know this? I've serviced over 1,100 companies in the past seven years, and many of them signed up for an SEO product. Many of them signed up for a social media product. And the ones that just relied on SEO and just relied on social media, those are the ones that went out of business. And the majority of businesses go out of business because the owners just want to be able to grow as fast as possible using organic means. And it takes a lot of testing in order for you to know what's going to work. So you can't just say, I just want the free way out. Nothing is going to be free. That's the first thing. Nothing is going to be free. In business, everything costs money, costs time, costs effort. You're not going to get away free unless you're doing it yourself, which is also not free because your time is valuable too. And as the founder, as the entrepreneur, you have to realize that your time is much more valuable than the people that you can outsource things to. So in marketing, it's not different. You have to figure out what's going to work. You have to figure out how you're going to be testing in your market. If you are a business that can use networking and you want to use your time to do networking, do networking. It doesn't hurt to have a website. It doesn't hurt to be ranking on Google. It doesn't hurt to create podcasts and to be on podcasts, but that's not what's going to make your business great. What's going to make your business great is figuring out where your customers are hanging out and engaging with your customers, adding value to your customers. So for example, if your customers are on LinkedIn, I would ask you, how much time do you spend on LinkedIn and what activities are you doing on LinkedIn? Are you writing articles on LinkedIn and sharing it in groups of where your prospects are hanging out? Are you connecting with your prospects and are you sending them messages that add value to their life? Are you asking them or reviewing their website and sending them a report as to what they're doing, what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong? If you're in a lawn care business, are you helping people in your area be able to understand what it takes for their lawn to be successful, for their lawn to be green, for their lawn to be weed-free? Or if your goal is weed, to grow weed if you're in Denver. <laughs> With people who maybe uh, struggle creating content, how do they do that? Or, you know, further with testing that content, how exactly are we going to do that? Maybe with two or three steps there, Joe. Well, so step number one is create a strategy. Know where you want to go. Most people are going, they're flying like a blind bat. They're doing as much as possible with a little, as little planning as possible. They say measure twice and cut once. If you're going to go out and cut, make sure that you measured because 
you're going to have to go back to Home Depot over and over and over to buy more wood. So make sure that you measure and measure and measure and you make sure that you have a strategy. This is my strategy. This is the audience I want to target. This is my go-to-market. This is the message I'm going to be sending them and this is how I'm going to be adding value. That's number one, set a strategy. If you don't have a written strategy, you don't have a strategy. Write your strategy down. If you're not sure how to do it, find someone that could help you do that. There's a lot of freelancers and consultants and agencies that can help you write up a strategy. You need to have something down on paper. This is what I'm going to be doing it. This is how much money I'm going to be spending. This is how much time I'm going to be spending on it and so on. Write it down. Have something written down. Once you have your strategy, know who your audience is. Have a content plan. Know what content you're going to be creating for that. How are you going to be adding value to that target market? What are you going to be doing? Are you writing articles? Are you going to be making videos? Are you going to be creating events? Are you going to be talking at seminars? Are you going to be hanging out flyers? Are you going to be doing white papers? Are you going to have testimonials? What are you going to be doing? Know what you're going to be doing and know how you're going to be giving that stuff out. And then have a way to measure. How do you measure success? How do you know that people are, are looking at you? How do you know that people are downloading? What are they downloading? Are they downloading your white paper? How many downloads do you need to get in order for you to get a lead? And, and how many leads do you need to get in order for you to get a client? So that's essentially what you need to be thinking about. So if they're using Bidzy, right, how many leads do they need to communicate with through the Bidzy platform in order for them to be able to actually turn one into a client? Because not every single lead is right for you. You have to recognize that a lot of people, I ask people, how big do you want to grow your business? They're like, as great, as big as possible. I'm like, that's not true. You don't want to have a multi-billion dollar business because you're not equipped to be a multi-billion dollar business. They're like, well, so send me a couple million. You're not even equipped to be a couple million dollar business yet. You're not even at six figures. Dude, wake up and smell the coffee. You need 10 <laughs> customers a month. That's what you need. And you're sitting there thinking that you want 1,000 customers today. You don't have the equipment, you don't have the financing, you don't have the knowledge, you don't have any of that stuff. How are you going to be successful? Right now, focus on getting yourself to six figures, then to multiple six figures, and then to seven figures. And that's how you're going to grow, and that's how you're going to be successful. But you need to have a plan. It needs to be actionable. You need to know what metrics you need to be looking at, whether it's leads, whether it's how many downloads you got, whether it's how many people you visited face-to-face. -face. Have some metrics that you're looking at. Measure against those metrics. See if they're accurate. If you need to make proposals or estimates for people, how many estimates are you going to make a month? I was recently speaking to this mortgage guy, and he's like, Joe, I'm having a really hard time getting clients. And I said, okay, how many people have you spoken to in the past month that need mortgages? He's like, I'm having a hard time. I've spoken to like three. And I said, who needs mortgages? He's like, people buying a house or people that have a mortgage that want to get a lower rate. I'm like, okay, so how many people do you know that own a house in your area? He's like, there are thousands of people. I want them all. I was like, well, how many did you speak to about their mortgage? Like, why would somebody want to talk to me? I said, I don't know. Come up with a reason. Here's a reason. How about you're going to give them an estimate every quarter as the interest rate goes up and down, how much money they can save. And it's not going to cost them anything. All they need to do is send you a statement one time. And every quarter, you're going to send them a quarterly statement with how much they could be saving and what opportunities there are and what new programs the government is giving for them to refi their mortgage. If they ever need money, they know how much they can get based on their credit score, based on whatever it is. He's like, that's brilliant. Can I do yours? I said, absolutely. After you get 10 people. I want you to get 10 people from your local community. Come back to me. I'll give you my, my statement. And he, he did that. He went out there. He got 10 people. And then he emailed me. He showed me that he got 10 statements. He didn't show me their information, but he showed me he got 10 statements. I sent him my statement. And he showed me how he could save me like $100,000 over 20 years. And he said he's never had more opportunities, more doors open up. And now he knows that every single day he needs three statements. And that's his measuring tool. If he can get three statements a day, he's going to be able to pay his mortgage, his rent, and be able to put away some money.
and he's going to be able to meet his goals. So know what you need to do. And he's marketing and he's testing out different things now. He's setting up landing pages on Facebook and so on. But he knows his goal is three statements a day. So quickly, did, uh, did he ever follow up and say that he closed? Based on those three statements a day, um, I guess he closed maybe two or three of those. Is that right? Or his, his metric is that for every 30 statements he has, he does one deal. So every 10 days, he's going to do one deal, but it takes time for the deals to happen. It takes 90 days. So he has to have faith in the process. You know, there's two different things. There's the product and there's the process. If you're just focused on the product, if you're just focused on the end game, you're not going to be so successful. What you need to do is know your end game, but at the same time, understand your process. Know what process you need to get that's independent from your product. Joe, I just want to go back and say thanks for integrating Bidzy into your example there uh, a little while back. So cheers to that. And I think you're talking about sales and sales is a contact sport. So this is about lead generation, right? This is definitely where marketing and sales have a baby. This is where marketing and sales come together. It's a little bit of marketing. It's a little bit of sales. There's a place where they hold their hands. You have to have your marketing set right, lead generation, which will turn into sales. Sales is after you have the lead, what are the things that you need to do in order for you to take that lead and convert it into an actual paying sale? Step number one is do all the marketing to get the leads. Once you have the leads, it goes into the sales funnel, and now you have to take that and make it into an actual sale. Then you need to get referrals, and then that's how you continue to grow your business. Now, I'm going to switch gears a little bit here towards the end, Joe, but uh, are there any influencers that you follow online or otherwise for your own motivation and inspiration? I love watching Gary Vaynerchuk and the way that he hustles. It's not human for someone to hustle like he hustles because he, <laughs> he's, he's clearly made it. He's clearly made it in life, and he still works 16, 17 hours a day, and he shares his entire life online. So it's very inspiring to see somebody who is living on purpose. He doesn't need the money right now, but he still went and built a, a company with 500 employees overnight after he had a very, very successful wine business. Um, that he started with his father. But, you know, you think about the influencers that you have that you have that are online or that are doing things out there. A lot of people don't realize that there are so many books out there that are classic books that they don't take the time to read. Like, for example, Think and Grow Rich, for example, by Napoleon Hill. So many people say, when I speak to them, they're like, oh, I heard of the book. I'm like, why didn't you read the book? Why didn't you take the time to read Think and Grow Rich? And if you read it when you were 20 and you're 40 now, and you still haven't succeeded, why haven't you taken the time to read it again? Especially the part where it talks about overcoming failure or the part that it talks about tapping into your, your energy or the universe's energy or the mastermind or whatever. There's so much there that if you just mastered that book, it would help you tremendously in having the success that you want to have because success is about your mindset. It's about having the right mindset. And if you could have the right mindset, if you could overcome rejection, if you could overcome failure, if you can keep trying, have the right plan, write it down, get the right people around you, you're going to be successful. So for me, mentors are the books that I read, like Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Or to you know, there's so many books out there that I recommend people take a look at. If you're having trouble getting up in the morning, there's Hal Elrod's book, The Miracle Morning, a powerful book that helped me change from being a night person to being a morning person. I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning now, not because I have to, because there's a baby crying. I get, I get up before the baby cries. 
because I want to be productive, because I want to make a contribution in this world, because I feel like I'm living on purpose. So for me, it's about how can I find those mentors that have written books and learn their contribution so that I could apply it in my life. Great resources, great advice there, Joe. Thanks so much. Now, do you love to win or hate to lose and why? I love to win. I'm highly competitive. I don't hate to lose because I learn every single time I lose. They say the only reason why people are angry about their past is because they still have not learned something from their past. The second you realize that all your failures and all the things that have happened to you are something that you need to learn from it and you figure out what you can learn from it, you will no longer be angry about the past. So for me, I don't hate failing. I love failing because I get to learn something. I don't get to learn when I succeed. What do, we, what do you learn when you succeed? That you feel good? That's very nice. But when you fail, that's when you have the opportunity to learn so that you can take yourself to the next level. So for me, I get more of a thrill from failing, but I do love learning and I do love uh, winning. And I know that when I'm going to join something, I go in to win. And my competitors know that. When, when I'm on a client, they know that they don't stand a chance. <laughs> Powerful, Joe, man, uh, just saying that you're freeing yourself of that anger when you actually learn those lessons from those losses. Great stuff. Now, what are you doing to wind down after a long or stressful day? They say that people that have attention deficit disorder need to exercise. So if you are an entrepreneur, chances are you have a, 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 a lot of energy, a tremendous amount of energy. And if you are the type of person, I know many people like this, a lot of entrepreneurs are afraid to use their energy. They think that if they use up their energy, they're going to die. And the opposite is true. The more energy you use, the more energy you have the capacity to use. It's a little crazy, but it's true. <laughs> so, go, so for me, winding down is working myself out so hard that the next day I regenerate and then I have even more energy because I work myself that hard. The harder you work yourself out, the harder you, you push yourself, the more energy you're gonna have to continue to take you to the next level. Think about push-ups. There was a time that I couldn't even do one push-up, and now I do 100 push-ups a day. And the reason I was able to do that is because I said I'm going to do two push-ups, and then three push-ups, and I'm gonna push myself till I can't go anymore, till I fail. And that's exactly what happened. The same thing goes with your energies. For me, winding down is doing that. I also love reading books. I also love watching comedy. I also love relaxing and having a good time. But I, I constantly want to be productive. Um, and for me, it's like nonstop, right? So having podcasts and being on podcasts and writing and thought leadership and working on my book, Average Joe to CEO, and putting out information and content, whether it's on my LinkedIn or on my Facebook or through my podcast, networking with other entrepreneurs and sending them messages of hope and love and connecting with my network is so important to me. Um, and then there's my family. I have a wife. I have five children. I recently had my fifth child in the past three weeks. Her name is Rosie. Very cute baby. Wow. Congratulations, and, man. And I love spending time with my kids. So every single morning I take my kids to school. Every single evening when I'm home and I'm not at networking events, and usually on all the weekends, I play games with my kids. I just taught my son to ride a bike, and he's doing it himself, which is so much fun, so gratifying to be a dad. So for me, winding down is working myself out to the bone and also with my kids. Sounds like you're keeping 
really, really busy. And I hope for you and our listeners that this podcast is increasing that capacity for inspiration on your journey to success, man. Now, I want you to help us boil this down. What is the one thing you want to share with our listeners about the importance of integrating an effective digital marketing strategy into their business? So to sum this up for you, if you want to have a successful digital marketing strategy, you need to have a written strategy. You need to write things down. You need to know what metrics you're going to be measuring. You need to understand your numbers. You need to look at your numbers. They say you have to inspect what you expect. A lot of people are doing marketing, but they're not measuring. They're just doing social media and hoping for the best. So for you listening to this, you want your success to be different. So know what numbers you're going to measure. Like when I measured my weight, when I wanted to lose weight, I measured my weight every single day. What is your KPI? What are your key performance indicators that will tell you that you'll be successful? Is it estimates that you're going to get out? Is it proposals? Is it a certain amount of leads that you need to get per day, per week, per month? Is it a certain amount of, of activities that you need to do? What are the processes that you need to do that will get you to success? And then what are the digital marketing strategies that will help you be able to achieve that metric, be able to help you move that metric? And it's about measuring and trying different strategies to help you get that metric. And you got to write this all down. you got to measure it. you got to look at it daily. And you got to review it with an expert. Review it with a consultant. Review it with a marketer. Find people out there. Read books. Educate yourself. If you say, oh, I don't do marketing. I outsource my marketing. Well, that's the worst thing that a small business owner can do. You need to educate yourself, learn what it takes, and then outsource it. Never outsource something that you yourself don't know how it works. Joe, some of our listeners, like myself, they might need this inspirational kick in the pants. We appreciate it so much. This has been a blast. If people want to connect and learn more about you and your business, how can they find you? You could find me at joeappfellbaum.com. You can Google me. You can check out my Facebook where I have a daily street talk. And I also do my smoothie talk so you can see what I put into my smoothie. Um, I have a podcast called ceomojo.com. It's on iTunes and on SoundCloud. I have a TV show called growtime.tv. And if you want to check out my website, if you're a B2B company and you need leads and you spend a couple hundred thousand dollars on advertising or you know somebody that does and you want to take your business to the next level, check out ajaxunion.com. We have our own podcast. We have our own blog. We're really, really excited about adding value to the world. And I love helping entrepreneurs. So if there's a place that you guys want a speaker or that you want somebody to come down and inspire you. I recently did a talk for 100 agents for a company called Fidelity in their annual retreat, and I inspired the crap out of 100 agents, and I motivated them to take their company to the next level. So if you'd like me to speak at your company retreat, I'm happy to have a conversation and see how I can add value. Joe, again, this has been an absolute blast. I'm so glad we could connect you with Bidzy Small Business Society. You take care. Thank you very much. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at Bidzy.com. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. 
Go to Bidzy.com for information and resources on how you can grow your business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today.